بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم Ramadan is the month of excessive dua. It is the month wherein one cries before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, seeks forgiveness for his sins, and presents his needs before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the month wherein duas are accepted. As we mentioned yesterday, Many of us undermine the power of dua. We don't understand the importance of dua and the effect of dua. Another major problem is that human beings by nature, we are very hasty. We want things to happen instantly. So you make dua now, you want the dua to materialize immediately. But remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has got a system and this world will run with that system and you have to align yourself to the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that everything will come in the right time so ulama explain that there are four ways a person's duas are accepted one is that if a person asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for something then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him that thing immediately. And there are many instances of this nature, many, many instances where people will get things done immediately. Sometimes there is a sickness, there is a certain problem, outwardly there seems to be no solution for it. And a person goes on the musalla, he cries before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he doesn't know what happens, but instantly he starts feeling relief, and gradually that sickness just fades away and it disappears. So there are many, many incidents of this that happens till this day and time. Many people will give you their own, their own experiences. The second is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you that, but after some time. He's going to give it to you, but the time is not right now. When the time is right, Allah knows best. Remember the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exceeds the intellect of man. Man cannot understand and fathom the wisdom of Allah. He knows in his wisdom why he's giving that to you at a certain time. You cannot understand that. The third way the duas are accepted is that Allah Ta'ala will not give you that. But through the barakat of the dua, Allah will ward away some calamity. Some calamity was going to hit you, was going to afflict you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ward away that calamity. And the fourth way is that in this dunya you will see no benefit of that dua. But on the day of Qiyamah, you will see piles and piles of rewards. And you will ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, O oh Allah, where did all these rewards come from? I did not do so many good deeds. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell you all your duas in this dunya that you did not see materializing. It wasn't that it was not accepted, but this is how it was accepted. I have stored the rewards for you in the year after. At that point, the person will think to himself that how nice if not one of my duas materialize in this world. That all, I would have got the rewards for it in the year after. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts duas. It's not that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept. The duas are being accepted, 
But there's different ways of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepting the du'as. What is our responsibility is that we continuously, consecutively make du'a. And don't be hasty. Even though you do not see the fruits of the du'as, you do not see it materializing, carry on making du'a. And this is also understood from the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. On the occasion that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was afflicted with the effects of sihr. So ulama say that this lasted for about six months. And Rasulullah was making dua. And then one day he was by Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. And Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha says, Nabi Sallallahu carried on making dua, carried on repeating the dua, Allah give me shifa. Because he could not understand now what is happening to him, why he's feeling the way he was feeling, what was wrong with him. And he constantly made that dua. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us a Jibreel and Mikail and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was in a semi-sleep condition and one sat by the head, the other sat by the foot and then they began speaking that's what's wrong with this man and the other angel said no, he's afflicted with sihr where is the sihr, who did it all this and eventually, ultimately all that was removed and all that was destroyed and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given shifa to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam but from that you understand the importance of making dua over and over again. Our ulama tell us that every day, but specifically in Ramadan, if you can bring this, take out some time of the day and all your needs and all your duas you have got presented before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The smallest thing. You know, sometimes you think to yourself, this is a very small thing. It can become very complicated. If Allah's help is not with you, that small thing can become very complicated. And sometimes it's a very difficult thing. It seems to be very, very difficult. But Allah's help is with you. It can become very simple and very easy. So one time in the day, 15 minutes, half an hour, whatever time you can spare. But all your du'as you have got for yourself, for your family, for your children. Remember, respected friends, we have to make a lot of du'a for our children. At no point in your life can you ever think to yourself, you have got sufficient du'a. The more dua you make, the better it is. In the hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells us, الدُّعَاءُ السِّلَاحُ الْمُؤْمِنُ وَإِمَادُ الدِّينُ وَنُورُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ Dua is the weapon of a believer. We are encouraged to have weapons. We are encouraged to learn how to use weapons. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam encouraged the sahaba to practice, to learn archery. So we are encouraged. But remember, the most Powerful weapon you have got is dua. So dua is the true weapon of a believer. And that is why for different occasions you get different duas. And we're supposed to be reading these duas all the time. And at no point should you think that, you know what, I've made sufficient dua. Ad-du'a'u silahu al-mu'min wa imadu deen Dua is the very pillar of deen. The very foundation of deen. Wa nuru samawati wal ard. This is a means of light in the skies and the earth. If you look in the past, you'll find one outstanding feature was that people made a lot of dua. And that was the reason behind the success of people and the barakah in their lives. To such an extent, you'll find in the olden days, sometimes a person is traveling from one point to another, his father or grandfather, from the time he knows that the person has started his journey, he's on the musalla and he's making dua. Someone is going into the hospital 
And from the time he leaves home, already someone is on the musalla, and someone is making dua. Nowadays we just take things for granted. No, no, he's coming from there. He'll reach safety. These people said, no, no, let's make dua. The more dua we make, the better it is. Dua is ibadat. Dua is getting Allah's proximity. Dua is drawing Allah's rahmat. The more dua you make, the better it is. So this dua, unfortunately nowadays we undermine the power of it. It's also mentioned that the hakims of the past, like how you get doctors nowadays, those days you had the hakims, like a herbal doctor. The reason behind the success of the hakims was they should make a lot of dua. So half an hour, one hour in the day, the person is making dua. And through the barakat of that dua, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put shifa on his hands. Now you see this person is just treating someone and the person is coming right. So what was the, the secret behind the success? The secret was the dua. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam encouraged us to make more and more dua. In one hadith, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned, الدُّعَاءُ يَنْفَعُ مِمَّا نَزَلَ وَمِمَّا لَمْ يَنْزِلْ فَعَلَيْكُمْ إِبَادَ اللَّهِ بِالدُّعَاءُ Dua will benefit you from the calamities that already came. Certain calamities had already befallen you. Remember, the life of a mu'min is a life of tests, is a life of trials, it is a life of difficulties, it's a life of hardships. You're going to go through all this in your life. Don't think to yourself, you're just gonna, everything is just going to be smooth. No, Allah Ta'ala is already telling you in the Qur'an, we're going to test you. It's going to come in different forms. So the calamity that is there, dua will benefit you for that. The calamity that did not come as yet, dua will also benefit you for that. Who knows what the future holds? Who knows what is going to happen tomorrow? فَعَلَيْكُمْ إِبَادَ اللَّهِ بِالدُّعَى O servants of Allah, you hold firm, very firm to dua. Carry on making dua, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, pleading from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, crying before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And remember that dua has got power in it. That dua has got force in it. That is your weapon. That is your protection. In another hadith, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, Hassinu amwalakum bi zakah. Fortify your wealth with zakat. Give zakat. Even if it means try and give more zakat. Don't think to yourself, you know, sometimes your calculation, there may be a slight mistake in it. So give more zakat. Even if it means you're decreasing your lillah, you're decreasing your sadaqah. But just give zakat. So protect your wealth, fortify your wealth through zakat. And, وَدَاوُوا مَرْضَاكُمْ sadaqah. When someone is sick, then treat your sick with sadaqah. You know, in the past also, a person falls sick. First thing they'll do, They'll take a large sum of money, not just now five rand, ten rand. Take a large sum of money, give it out in sadaqah. Right? Give this couple thousand, whatever, every person now according to his capacity. So treat your sick with sadaqah. Don't worry about the doctor and the medication. That you have to do. You'll do that. But don't put your mind on that. But give a, a large amount of sadaqah. So treat your sick with sadaqah. And then Nabi Sallallahu said, وَاعِدُّوا لِلْبَلَاءِ الدُّعَى Prepare yourself in advance for calamities. With dua, because calamities are going to come. They're going to befall. Things are going to happen. Difficulties are going to come. You won't even presume it. Who knew now that this floods is going to come? You won't even know what's coming. You won't know where it's coming from. You won't know where it's going to hit you from. So that is why you prepare yourself for dua. And this is a month wherein duas are accepted. Respected friends, as much as time as possible that we can dedicate to dua. Inshallah, we will also discuss tomorrow the different methods of dua, there are a few different ways of dua, and the more dua we make, the better it is for us, for our progenies, for our children, and for the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the true understanding. Wa akhiru da'wana, alhamdulillah.